Welcome to Forever in Bloom. It's a cinematic investigation, celebration and exploration of Jeff Goldblum and his career in cinema. Uh, I'm Beth. <laughs> I'm Sam. Why I'm can Liam. you never Press introduce it for... without, not even just laughing, but without doing that awkward smiley face uh, talking? I can always tell, Seb, when you're smiling and you're talking at the same time. Because you have this really weird sound to your voice, like a really weird texture. I've n- I've never spoken without smiling. That's a lie. Nope. That's kind of weird. That's kind of creeping me out a bit. Hello. That would be fucked. Just like a like a a, a lock tooth grimace the whole time while you chat. <laughs> I w- I would get rid of your video if that was the case. Yeah, that's reasonable. Um, yeah. So we're watching Earth Girls Are Easy, and and by we're watching, I mean that as as we're recording this, I'm actually watching it as well. Um, muted because it's been you sped it up a bit yeah it's muted it's behind you two it's been four or five days since i watched it i can't remember a goddamn thing about it about other than my notes (laughs) but yeah earth girls are easy is for anyone that hasn't seen it um about three aliens played by our boy jeff uh james i was about to say james carey yeah james carey jim carey uh, and Damon Wayans as the three aliens, and uh, they crash their ship in Gina Davis's pool. Um, she's also just broken up with her fiance. Yeah. Well, well, they, well, well, I'm just I'm just letting you know I'm currently watching them do kissy face in bed, so they haven't broken up yet. Okay, <laughs> cheers. Um, yeah, she was with this dude. Uh, they basically, have, I guess, haven't had sex in two weeks. Yeah, that's, it's like that's a, a the, large plot point. That's the big plot point. That's the big drama of the film, actually. And it's because she, he's uh, cheating on her by being Dr. Love. Um, yeah, and then they, the, the three aliens crash. They, they, they're three horny, hairy, thong-wearing boys that come out and repeat all the sounds they hear and then get shaved and try to fuck. That's basically it. That's, that's basically it. That's ba- <laughs> that is basically the film. That's basically the whole film. <laughs> Three hairy space boys come down. They get they get nared. They get you know rubbed in nair cream. With the with the negation of their <laughs> hair is then implemented this like manly horniness. Like mm. they they have they have all their alienness taken away from them, and then suddenly they turn into these absolute sex pests. It's very strange. Like, well, they kind of were right in the first scene. You see them. They're like they're like hunting the galaxy for women, basically. They are, aren't they? That's true. The, um, yeah. Uh, the first line of dialogue in this film is, "It's been too long since I've had female companionship." Is that in their weird gloop gloop language? Because I found that language to be the least convincing thing of this whole film. Yeah, I was, it's, like, it's, so it's, it's in their language. It. Do you it, want to know why? Well, I knew, I knew that, I, Liam, I knew there was going to be something weird about the language and I knew you would know the trivia around it, so it hit me. It's their lines reversed. I and then fucking, they mime, I fucking knew. And then they mime to their, like, <sighs> things. I knew that. That's why, because like, the ADR is fucking all over the it's place. It's awful, the but it's just, like, the language, like, when you're creating a language to exist in a movie, you could be so creative with it. You could have influences from, like, any country and, you know, merge, like, a, a, an amalgamation with, like, any different sounds. And the fact that mm. it's so... Like, it's so nothingy. It sounds like it could be English, American, like, but it's just without all the consonants or whatever. It's just like this weird mm. uh, sequence of vowel sounds. And it's like, why didn't they? I was, but I was distracted by the fact that it was so unappealing to listen to. I was like, it must be something yeah. weird that they've done. Like, it must be a conscious decision. Otherwise, it's they could lazy have, as fuck. Lazy as fuck, yeah. 
And to be honest, I don't think in general there was a large amount of thought <laughs> put into this film. Are you sure? <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of like. It seems pretty high production value. Yeah, I like the small, uh, like hokey little model effects at the beginning of like the tiny little ship and. Yeah, and, and like, I'm currently it's very I'm currently watching the, the salon musical number. Oh, don't. <laughs> we'll get to that. Don't. There's a number of um, weird musical numbers in this film. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Um, one of them's one of the worst things I've seen or heard, actually. Which is a real is shame. because I'm a blonde? Yeah, it is the song about being blonde. Uh, so, wh- which is a shame, because Niall Rogers was primarily <laughs> in charge of the music for this film. No way. He's, he's the first person in the credits at the beginning of the film. Music by Niall Rogers. I did not clock that. Yeah. The music is so bad, Niall. It's kind of catchy, though. It's kind of Madonna-esque. Yeah, but the well, because the, I'm a blonde, you know the woman that sings that is the, the woman that owns the salon? That, yeah. Gina Davis works in. She's actually the writer of the movie as well. That make you know what? That makes me feel really good about it because at least then it's like a sense of humour, you know? Someone hasn't written that. A man hasn't written that. There are two about... dudes that also wrote the film with it though, to be fair. Okay, but at least there was a contribution by uh, a woman in the writing yeah, of that. Yeah. That makes me feel better about it. Because I did yeah, think it was really it was funny. Quite skeevy. I did think it was really funny, but I think it'd be funnier if it came out now and we could all be like, haha, the eighties were terrible, but it's the fact it came out in the eighties. Yeah. Makes me think, like, <laughs> yeah. what was the intention? But although this that's, film is quite problematic, to be fair. Yeah, but then because of because how the blonde song is so obviously a joke, because it's yeah. so obviously a joke, um, it makes me think, is everything else in this film just a bit of a joke? Is the, it kind the, of because our blonde scene was like a, a a reshoot. It was something they chucked in last minute um, because they had to cut another scene. Uh, they needed to pad for time, so they wrote that song and chucked it in. Mm. What did they? Cut Which is out? why it kind of comes out of nowhere. It definitely pads for time. It does come out of complete nowhere, doesn't it? Although all, uh, all of the songs do. To be fair, like the first song you see is yeah the salon one where Gina Davis like well her and her husband haven't slept together in a while, so she's trying to. She goes to the salon to talk to her mate and she like f- pushes her into trying to get a makeover. And then this song just comes out of nowhere and she's just like forcing her to just get all this shit done. It's just like if if someone like started singing at me and forced a makeover onto me, I would call the police. Did you uh, did you notice in that makeover scene when they um, when she's wearing a towel and they rip off just the tiny bits that cover her nipples? Really weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I... <laughs> There's nothing about nothing about anything in this film makes any sense, and I'm kind of into it. No, it doesn't at all. Like it's fucking insane. Uh, I, the two guys that wrote on it. Okay, let me quickly go to the the Um and see what they've worked on. I know that the two guys worked on Clueless and Quantum Leap. So. Quantum Leap, I will not hear a single bad word about. So you watch out. Either it's, Clueless. It's a movie. I've never seen it. You can't badmouth Clueless either. And I can actually see some quite uh, a lot of similarities now between those two mm. films. I can definitely, when I saw that, it kind of made some sense of Clueless. Um, Julie mm. Brown, that's her name. Um, can I just, this is, this is, this is, uh, it's slightly, it's slightly off, off order, but it also doesn't make any sense to mention at any point in this film, really. <laughs> but um, uh, did you notice that every time they're in her house and they use the phone, it's a different phone? Yes, no. it's a different. I that. It's a different. It's a different novelty phone every single time they use the phone. <laughs> it's very funny. 
I like the really big phone in the dream sequence. Yeah, that was good. Um, this is probably making no sense to anyone. No, this this film. <laughs> yeah, you is just have so to watch the film to be honest to like get anything it's from on what we're going to talk about. You just it's, have to absolutely watch the film. It is and on YouTube would, for free. I would watch it again. You know, it was just it was just on the right side of weird yeah. to make me want to watch it again. It, it was, was just, it was close, yeah. very close to being that, not that really. whole Lynchian dream sequence where she opens the freezer and there's just like a small alien in there. Yeah. Like, I live for that kind of shit. This, the absolutely mind-blowing. It kind of gave me permission to um, just watch the rest of the film and not ask too many questions about what's going on because it just seemed pretty pointless because of that sequence. It made me <laughs> and, feel like And, and it took they were you until something. that point to realise <laughs> that, that this film yeah. was not. Okay. Well, that's, that's yeah. fine. I um can I can I just come out and say something? Of course, mate. That's why we're here. I think I like this film. I think I actually might like it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe the caliber of films we've been watching for the last five years have just been so low. <laughs> I know we've only done this podcast for a year, but it feels like five sometimes. <laughs> just just because mm. of the films that we've been having to watch. Yeah. Um, but I think we we've been genuinely in such a low patch that I think this film is rubbing off on us better. So um, I'm just watching through this at the moment and uh, there's a computer screen that says a marriage that has a marriage contract on it and she uh, rolls a bowling ball into it yeah, to make so it null and void. I, 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 I was going to mention this that there's another musical number after the salon because after the salon she gets home she finds out that her boyfriend's been cheating on her she kicks him out. I should point out she, um, she kicks him out by, by like saying "go away, never come back." And then as soon as he gets out and drives away, she runs out of the car and it's like, "Ted, where are you going?" That's what I mean. She like her character is just so she's it's such nothing. a wetty in this. Like she, it the makes only no thing, sense. the only thing she gets driven by is sex. Or the promise of a relationship. There's absolutely yeah. Because she literally has a line that says when she's like throwing shit at him, finding out she was he was going to sleep with someone else. She was like, "You were going to have sex without me." <laughs> and <it's> like, <laughs> That's cute. I like that. Um, but uh, she also does this thing where she's reading a book that says like spritz a light bulb with your favourite perfume to set the scene for your love trap. And there are two things about this. One, she also pours the entire bottle of perfume on the light and blows <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, and starts yes. fire. But, but two, no one should be setting a trap for love. No one should be <laughs> trapping anyone for love. But that's like, that's to me, that is a little clue that the writers are aware that this is a bad portrayal of women, but they've chosen to do it because a lot of films portray women this way, which makes me think yeah, it's self-aware. It is, but it's also like mixed up with a bunch of other films that have done that, like what, not meaning to do it in a satirical way. That's, and that's what I like mean. Lost... That's what I mean. It's a, it's the right decisions, but it's the wrong release. Like it's it's the wrong. Yeah. It should have been released ten or twenty years after, and it would have made more sense. But it's the fact it was in the in the midst of like when women were basically just playing blonde bimbos and receptionists, and that's why it doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense. Because like they're making a mockery of a, of of a stereotype that was so like prevalent at that mm. point and would be prevalent for a lot of time after that this wouldn't have had any effect on that portrayal of women. So it's kind of weird. Also, I want to yeah, say people would have just taken it in their stride, you know, like yep, this yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, they. Ha <laughs> Why is it always 
late 80s films that feel that they can get away with having uh, songs overdubbed with vocalists that just do not match the characters <laughs> at all. Like Gina Davis gets dubbed over by a voice that just is so far from her own mm. voice. It's like almost completely unbelievable that they yeah they that. wouldn't care about the fact that they have musical numbers in the movies so they wouldn't hire someone that can sing they'd just be like oh i want to see gina davis in a very small bikini for like 70 <laughs> percent of this film so let's get her she in. is in that for the majority of this film so i was just saying it like it, it re it uh reinforces this idea that the songs were such an afterthought that they didn't even <laughs> yeah. think to get an actress who could contribute like singing um yeah it's fucking insane and she then goes into that whole thing that Seb mentioned of like trashing all of his shit in this, again, really weird musical number. Like you're saying, she gets dubbed by someone that's clearly not her. Mm. And she is like singing and throwing around this, like his American football and then puts it in the microwave. And then uh, with the marriage contract. What? <laughs> no, I was just saying, I was about, I was about to add a strange thing that she did that I just went past in that sequence, but do continue. <laughs> um, yeah, then with the with the the bowling ball, I didn't notice that she was smashing a contract. Yeah, I just it said marriage she was, like, contract. Smashing his computer—that's ridiculous. She set up like two planks of wood as like a guiding rail, and just like casually walks over to it and just puts a bowling ball into a computer, and it just makes no <laughs> fucking sense. Uh, she pours an entire <laughs> bottle of wine into the fish tank because they're his beloved fish. Oh yeah. yeah. They were named after cars or whatever. They were named after like, cars later on. The aliens eat them. It's a whole thing. It feels like this film was just a bunch of different things that they thought would have been, like, was really funny when they were in a room together, but didn't, like, come across as funny as they hoped when mm. it was on screen and you saw them in weird fairy mm. costumes. Um, and then they also had no way of stringing these things together. So they just put all of these scenes together and were like, uh, yes, this is the film. So, so getting yeah, like completely. getting like back into the blow by blows of this film, just like just so that we can get the listener on the same page. So the three the three aliens, uh, Jeff obviously their captain, has land has crashed into her pool, uh, and then they have this ability where they can just repeat noises. Yeah, like replicate them. So perfectly. she screams when she sees three fuzzy men staring at her, which is reasonable. Um, yeah. And then they immediately do the same scream, and it's like, it's just the same sound. And this is how they communicate. Like, I don't know if that's played for a joke or a plot point. Well, it's like, how they learn, isn't it? It's yeah. how they can get away with the fact that they don't speak the same language because they just like pick up Repeat. little bits. And I think maybe the joke is because they're such good-looking men, they can get away with not really having brains or not really having any uh, access to, mm. like, language. Cause Just being fueled by the penis. Yeah. Essentially, and being able to kind of schmooze their way around, not really, you know, just talking in, like, a single word, and women lap it up, and the guys just, you know, want to be mates of them, and people just want to do favours for them. But they only got that way because they went into these weird shaving pods. <laughs> I'm very confused but, by that also. This seems to be a salon <laughs> slash uh, random like musical rehearsal room slash <laughs> fucking take me out uh, lift. It had a bit of that. I mean? uh, Beth, I'm really glad you mentioned Take Me Out, the terrible TV show. <laughs> well, because I've not heard yes. that show in a long time. It's got a weird amount of that energy going on. 
does, doesn't it? Because they have yeah. the three the three alien men, and then she reveals them one by one, and they're shaven because they have shaving pods. And then when they come <laughs> out, and can I just say, you know, my least favorite thing about this film? You want to know my least favorite thing? What? The fucking look on Jeff Goldman's face when he comes out after he's <laughs> Your been least favorite thing. Alien. That was honestly it made my vagina want to shrivel up and come out my mouth. It was just so <laughs> awful. It was just so schmoozy, and you you could just tell that because it's his his real life partner as well, Gina Davis. Yeah, yeah. You could just tell that he thought he was the fucking shit, and it just pissed me off. I think he was told to smolder because she had to then like that was supposed to be her first reaction to him where. She then was like, oh, my God, he's amazing. Um, but Seb looked genuinely fucking offended, like he was going to leap through the camera when you said that that was the worst part of the movie. <laughs> it's it, uh, horrible. It's, it's, I actually, let me just read you verbatim one of my notes. Um, <laughs> is, gosh, the way Jeff emerges is very powerful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like this film, I feel like the script was just, it was one of those films that's just written to be full of uh, potential snippets that they could then put into the trailer. Like, there's yeah. so many lines. There's one line and she's like, um, she, oh yeah, uh, Gina Davis's line, we can't go out with these guys, they're aliens. Like that is just <laughs> so put in yeah, there yeah. to be like a plot point for the trailer. Yeah. Like, oh. And there was one joke in the club as well that was exactly a trailer fucking joke as well. And it was Jim Carrey goes to like lick an ice cube out of a glass and a massive tongue comes out. And then two girls are there and they're just like, I'm going home with him. It's like it's perfect. It's written at the pace. It's like it's been cut for the trailer, but it's just existing in the film that way. Like they haven't. 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah, they haven't had to cut it. Like it's just that's. And I guess and trailers yeah, were it, more important in the eighties as well. It's it's just so fucking like low hanging fruit of dialogue. Like you said about Gina Davis's line, there's like when the aliens are in the house pre-shave. Mm. Um, I should mention they're all different colours. Jeff's blue, uh, Jim Carrey's red, and Damon Wayans is yellow. Yeah, but none of that translates to any of their skin or hair colour or anything. So there was no point to it. Um, Absolutely not. And yeah. It, the, the cat's like going fucking nuts at, at Jeff and he just touches it. And then the cat's like rolling around and is super happy and in love and shit. And then she just goes, what is that? Some kind of love touch? And it's like, what is your frame of reference with that? There's nothing we know that's called a love touch. Uh, love touch is actually my new album that's coming out. <laughs> love touch. Um, I also appreciate Jeff being drawn to the jazz. He watches uh, a thing on TV where a guy walks up to a piano and is like, hey, go rest your thumbs. I'll take it from here. Yeah. And then um, he does that later and is absolutely ripping. So he's, he's a born jazzman. One of my, one of my favourite lines from the blonde number is, my goal is to become a veterinary because I love children. <laughs> yeah. That's probably my favourite line in the whole that. film. I remember what I wanted to ask. Beth. We, we know you have feelings about couples acting across each other in romantic <laughs> films. Um, yeah. so I, I just want to touch base with you about how you're feeling about it today. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> I hate it because weird, it's like, so... Wrestling love scene. It's so self-indulgent. You know what I want to know more about, though? Yeah, what? The weird ice cream head lady from next door and why yeah, does she right? die in the window but then reappear again later on in the film i don't think she does dies. she die in a window 
She, the window falls on her head after she's being nosy and she's trying to see what's going on. I don't know that that kills her, though. That's 80 slapstick, mate. She'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, it would have absolutely pulverised <laughs> her, All the people were resistant. They were, like, physically re resistant in the 80s, weren't they? They got beat around a lot. What, what are you basing this on? Why, <laughs> on you just, why are you just coming to me and saying that in the 80s, old people got beaten up? <laughs> in films, I swear they're always getting, like, like blown out of cannons and smashed up. And I feel like they are. Maybe they're not. Uh... I, I don't know, man. There's still something about... As, there is still a part of me that will laugh if someone, like, in a film just absolutely obliterates an old woman by mistake. Yeah. It's the only funny thing about Paul Blart Warcock 2. <laughs> <laughs> there's, only, there's only one good joke in that, and that's when he gut punches, like, a 90-year-old cleaner. <laughs> it's just so bad because it's like the ultimate attack on like the most vulnerable member of society yeah. and it just should it's such a taboo but it is just funny when you're in the position of privilege of being young and healthy you can just laugh at it Beth yeah. I, can, I can say with 100% confidence I will never be womb punched and like no matter how old I get it's just not gonna happen and I, I want to believe that if I'm an old man and I see someone, an old person, get punched, I'll still laugh. <laughs> if I ever lose, I if I ever that. lose that part of me, then I'm too far gone. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll uh, send you to Sweden at that point, mate. Yeah, get me, get me over um, there, get me euthanized. <laughs> send you to the farm in Sweden. Uh, there is one quick thing I would like to bring out that Gina is. Gina Davis's character, who I genuinely can't remember her name right now, um, is like panicking because, and the reason she wants to get them shaved is because if Ted, her now ex-boyfriend, comes home and sees three aliens there, because he's a doctor, he'll try and dissect them. Mm. Um, and she says, like, he's a trained doctor. He can take one look at them and tell they're not human. And it's like, they are red, blue, and yellow, and covered in hair. Why the fuck have you got to be a trained doctor to be able to tell that they aren't human? I mean, that's a good point. This, this is weird foreshadowing for Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Um, that's very true. I'm actually quite happy to see Jim and Jeff on screen together. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't know they ever acted together. Bring out the physical comedy in each other they really like enhance each other and you can see a lot this of... is very early jim carrey as well. mm. yeah he's i think he's really good in it and a lot of the manner you can see a lot of the early mannerisms of him that then yeah. develop into his later roles in his career i just want to point out that yeah. when jim carrey goes to do a poo on the kitchen floor he goes to undo his belt <laughs> that's... Like he he's got to... a belt on his thong yeah that's oh, right he oh yeah no they're wearing pants aren't they they're they... all wearing little, they're like spray painted jock straps or something <laughs> it's just so weird like the, the the physics of their world is obviously so underdeveloped like they've just done the absolute surface level of research to like how to, that just affects their aesthetic for the purpose of this film but like yeah. that's basically it and I feel like they definitely gave up like two thirds of the way through with these fucking names because there's Mac, Whiplock, and then Zebo. Yeah. <laughs> Zebo, you it know? Kind of, it kind of works for like the campy, lighthearted nature of the film that they are, you know, they're not like serious aliens and we're not asking more questions about their world. Like they very much serve <laughs> a purpose of just fitting into yeah, human world. Uh, there's a great thing from Woody and Woody's probably one of my favorite characters. Woody is this. an yeah, Woody is an interesting character. Don. So Woody uh, is How uh, do they meet him again? Woody, Woody is 
Gina he's Davis the pool is cleaner. Pool, pool cleaner. Pool oh, he, person. Yeah, he sucks the pool out. He's the pool he? guy. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that again, please. Um, I wanted to talk about Woody. There's one. So he's like a proper proper surf dude, right? Like proper. Yeah, Calif- I just want to quickly say the quote because that fits in with the surf dude, which is. Uh, waste your brain, wax your board, and pray for waves. That's good. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought you were going to... Can I just say another quote he has? Yeah, I've yeah. got another says, one, so hopefully you've got three good ones here. <laughs> it says, Dude, jail isn't so bad. It's where I learned to surf. <laughs> um, and he, he, uh, when, when, he, when, when Gina Davis asked him what he was doing earlier that day, he says, Oh, you know, just getting barreled in a totally cool tube. <laughs> And I really like that. And he's like 40 as well. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, he's he's great, actually. He's very good. He's- he does have one of my... Uh, he has a great line right at the end as well, which is um, he wakes up like leaning against the tree, absolutely fucking blitz, just in time to see the, the spaceship go away. And he's just like, give my love to Finland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That was fucking great. Let's go for the true blooms then. I gave it three out of ten. Okay. Can you is that, explain? Is that, yeah. What's your working? Show your working, bud. <laughs> I just didn't. I mean, there isn't loads of Jeff in this film. I don't feel. Maybe Seb can help me out with that. But um, no, I, I, I feel f- very similarly. To be fair. And I just think that yeah, most of the screen time you get like. He's just like the straight alien, you know? Mm. He's kind of like the straight man to the two goofy Whiplock and Zebo. He's just Mac. And also, we, f- we do have to point out that by the end of the film, he does learn to speak fluent English. Yeah, yeah. Somehow. Well, they he learns it, he enough to enough get time. by. I think it, I, the reason I didn't like... I gave it a low True Bloom score as well. I gave it a four. It's because I felt like the fact that he's dressed up as this fluffy blue alien is a perfect excuse for him to go crazy. And I think maybe he was he was told to be a lot tamer to give mm, the yeah. film some kind of um, humanity and you know to drive to make it more realistic that she would fall in love with him. Mm. So what'd you give it? I gave it a five. Five. I gave it a five because he does do some jazzy stuff, you know. Yeah, that's true. If, if, he it, does if jazz. It, like there's not loads of him in it, but there is a bit of like his real self in it. I think. I can fuck with that. Um, I did give it Craft uh, 2 because this film is made so fucking badly, I think. Um, some of the, like, the... I know they're going very stylistically with mm. all the props, so I'm not, like... I'm, I'm cool with how, like, cheapish they look because that's definitely the style they're kind of yeah. going for. Like, hyper-realistic hyper, hyper or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely not the right term. Um, but there's, like, a point where... Uh, Gina Davis like goes to turn the lights off in a room and you can literally see like one set of lights go off and the other set of lights come on um in the shot. It's like there's just mm, there's yeah. and there's so and the ADR is awful and so's the sound in general. Like um it's yeah. Not made well in my opinion. <coughs> um, in Roger Ebert's review, he called it uh he said the aesthetic was viciously disposable. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, quite something. Mm-hmm. So, what was your craft, mate? I gave it. What did I give it? I gave it a three. I gave it a three. Okay. Beth, what did you add? What, well, Beth, what number did you give your craft? Four. Four. Nice. 
Um, I gave my enjoyability an eight. I had a really good time. I had a really good... I'm four. I've just put it up to four. It was three. I've put it up to four. Okay, well, I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. (laughs) I had an unapologetically fun time. (laughs) Beth? I gave it a five. Nice. Nice. It, it was more than I was expecting it to be. I thought it was going to be god awful, and it was just <laughs> yeah. a bit so bad. I, I think, <laughs> like I've enjoyed it more since we've talked about it. Mm. Like it was, that and having happens. some time away from it as well. Like I think the shock of some of the garbage in it sort of took over the immediate response. Yeah, I liked how much of a wetty the husband was. Like it gave me enjoyment. Because he yeah. wasn't, he, he was so easy to hate, but he wasn't like an abusive man. Like, well, he was manipulative. Okay. He, he was he, a prick, yeah. You could say he was abusive because, you know, he manipulated her and he obviously had her wrapped around his little finger and he could get away with having sex with other, or as he puts it, having kissy face with a nurse. He goes, I only had yeah. one kissy face with a nurse. Um, but he's just, I, I kind of like wet men characters in films that are just like there to hate. I don't <laughs> know why. Because like so often we're given like, Men, uh, he feels like a bit of a throwaway character like he's not serious it's more about her like he doesn't contribute mm. anything to the plot um yeah. he's like he's like a real sideline completely yeah there was a, a new new thing i wanted to bring in this probably isn't the best film to do it oh in, yeah okay it's on these notes so i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna ask what was like your favorite jeff moment and if you will your golden bloom <laughs> uh when he when he emerged hellas when he emerged, when he emerged, nice. that was my least favorite. And he and he smoulders <laughs> so hard that like everyone in like a like a four mile vicinity probably got a little tingle. That's what it was. Yeah, all the pizzas in a hundred meter radius got cooked yeah. by the fucking heat that he was providing. Yeah, it was. He was a was, that was a real sizzler. That or um, or just when he's asleep in that weird alien like coffin sleep bed thing at the beginning of the film, he just looks really mm. peaceful in that floating bed. You get one golden blue. Okay, I'm well, sorry. I'm giving it the, to the smolder. Sorry, Beth. You can have okay. mine, Seb, because nope. the only one I can think of is the bit where he bites into the celery and then puts it to his ear and then listens to the bite of the celery and then makes, <laughs> makes the sound yeah. of the bite of the celery with his mouth. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. No, I'm happy with that. That's, good, That's Liam. a good golden <laughs> yeah, What's, what's um, yours? Uh, I, there was, it was a quote, and I need to find it because it really made it was really stupid it was just out of context it was just are we limp and hard to manage that was good <laughs> i like that that stuck out to me as well um just that was, that was my golden just bloom. to uh just to let you know uh this has scored 38 points okay. um which puts it in 10th place drawn oh. exactly with uh, Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh, I don't want to hear those oh, fucking shit. words. Really? Yeah, and they're like they're like in the same vein of like weird alien sci-fi. That's I true. thought Bonsai was like the. I thought that was our lowest scoring. Absolutely I not. I will say, uh, <laughs> since having time away from that movie haunting us for like two months, yeah. Um, I, looking back on John Lithgow's performance, I, it makes me really happy. Interesting. His weird Mussolini shit. Yeah, I... Yeah. But I just like John Lithgow. Yeah. <laughs> his, anyway, his Italian I don't soup want to talk about maker this fucking, who taught him I how can't. to be... Did you say, yeah. did you say soup maker? Yeah. <laughs> Taylor. <Soup. laughs> I, can, I can't. Can we not? Yeah. I'm just looking into fuck. talking about okay. this film again and I can't. Yeah, not um, going there again. 
Uh, Seb, what was your Bloomiverse then, mate? So, I'm. Where does this fit? We're gonna. I'm gonna break, break tradition a little bit, and I. I know. I think I know the connection, and I think it's in the future. Oof. Um, I think the connection's in the future, so I'm gonna give it up to you two whether you want me to talk to you about it now, whether you want me to bring it up when we get to the film. How far ahead? Because I have something similar, but I think it's far enough ahead that I'll probably say it again because I'll forget. Well, that's it. what I'm thinking because I think it's like 20 years. Oh, then fucking fire away, my dude. Well, I think that this is related. So, I've not seen every film Jeff Goldblum's in. That should be obvious by now. Um, <laughs> yet, yet. But the only film I know of so far, other than The Fly, where he's like kind of an alien is when he plays the Grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok. Interesting. This is also one of my connections. I don't know of any other film yet where he plays an alien. Um, and if if I may, yes, Anne. Yeah, right go, now, yeah please. Um, in, there is a direct correlation between this movie and that movie outside of that other connection. Oh, yeah? Which is the... The Grandmaster in the comics is completely blue. Interesting. Jeff Goldblum in that movie only has a strip of blue going from his lip down to his chin mm. and he has blue eyeliner on. Yeah. The reason that he only has that much is because when Taika Waititi, who directed that movie, said to him, oh, we're going to paint you blue for the film, Jeff said, no, I've been blue before. <laughs> <laughs> and that was referencing this movie. <laughs> So they just went with a, a, a more stylized look with the ground. Well, I think I think that solved this one actually. I think that this is this is in that it's in that it's in that relationship somewhere because we don't we yeah. know that the Grandmaster is very old. We know that. Yeah, um, very old. So um, that could be his longer longest time spent in yeah that multiverse. If if that's the theory you would like to subscribe to, yeah, I think that I think that's what I'm going for. Um, can I bring a new segment to the show? Please. Um, I want to read you some of the comments that are on this copy of the film <laughs> that's on YouTube. Nice. There's not many of them. Um, uh, I mean the first the first one is questionable, which is I love this film better than Jurassic Park. Oh. Um, Can you click the downvote on that for me, please? Yeah, done. Down, downvoted Kerry Hughes. Thank you. Um, yeah, dox them, mate. Uh, Fuck them. Rave Days says, I totally adore this movie ever since it came out. Jeff Goldblum was hot. It's pure Hollywood B-movie. Which, like, yep, yeah, good. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of cool films like Spaceballs and The Goonies. Fun. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, this this was a very cold B movie. Gina Davis is looking beautiful. Oh, um, so fun and romantic. She's like Twenty two in this film, I think. And yes, Jim Carrey is in this, and that was from the Steel Prime King of Dabbledy-Doo. Three three weeks ago. <laughs> three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. So we're not the only ones who have watched this recently. Yeah. Uh, taglines. Yeah. You like that. <laughs> Thanks for the call and response. It's all good. Um, number one, they're horny, they're hairy, and they're from outer space. Cool, good. Number two, Valerie's about to discover how far a girl has to go to find Mr. Right. Cool. And number three, once you feel their love touch, you can't get enough. It's number two. I want it to be number three or number one, but I believe it's number two. 
I think it's Perth. number two. What Valerie's about to discover how far a girl yeah, has to go to find Mr. Right. Yeah, because that's just the ultimate. Like, they end on that line and it just makes so much fucking bullshit sense in this weird world yeah. they've created. Is this the first time that both of you have got it right? Oh, I think not. it might be. I think it actually might be. <laughs> Beth, we're bad at things, so it might be. Did we actually get it right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. Oh, I thought, I thought you were saying, like, I thought you were going to be a dickhead and be like, well, it's not because you both got it wrong because we always no, do. No, no, no. No, I mean, I literally, yeah, like, this is the first time I think that both of you actually got this right. I'm honestly, I'm very impressed with us. Awesome. And I, is, that, is that because we're getting better? Is it because it was just not a good tagline and your two were actually better? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It was, I did struggle a bit to write this one. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't my easiest. No, it's... I would also like to say, I do not appreciate their, like, rework of Love Train. <laughs> by the OJs at the end. Yeah. Can you please leave that to them? <laughs> Seb, how long, how, long was he, how long was he in it for? 38 minutes and 54 seconds. Wow, that makes sense. There's like a full yeah, hour and I, one minute that he's not in it for. <laughs> yeah, that, and that felt about right to me. Yeah, I didn't feel like he was in it loads, hence mm. my, my lows. Um, and it's what, 10th out of... 10th out of 20. And this is episode it's, 16. Yeah, it's is the that, halfway the right point. Math, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds maybe I'm pretty right. sure it's episode 16. Who fucking knows? We, do, we have, still need to find Beyond Therapy. We will do that. That's mm -hmm. true. We will get there. We and will uh, find it. The, the longer we take to find the movie, the more jarring it's going to be. But that's just the way the world is. <laughs> <laughs> what will we end up jumping back by like a decade to watch it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully, if any, if we do have any listeners in America that could send that could email us and send us a copy of that because we can't get it here. I think uh, I, we I did actually it. start looking it. on eBay. I did start looking on eBay and I couldn't find anything. If anyone but... has an old copy of it or something, just send it and I'll pay for the shipping, please. <laughs> an <laughs> offer you can't refuse. So, what film have we got coming up next yeah, week? Yeah, just yeah. about to ask that. Um, and by ask that, I mean look. What delights uh, do we have in store for our many, eye holes? Many, many treats for us. Within the many, next Many fortnight. tweets? Seb. Some, yeah? We've spoke about this. Not on the no not on baby, podcast. No baby haven't. voice on the podcast. I don't think we've ever had that conversation. Well, we, if we haven't, we are now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, the tall guy. A nasty comedian's assistant has allergy-induced sneezes, giving problems at work, etc. It actually says etc. Etc. He, he, accept, he accepts weekly injections after seeing the cute nurse. After a dozen injections, he finally asks her out. What's that got to do with the tall guy? <laughs> Maybe he's the tall guy. It's, uh... It's got Emma Thompson and Rowan Atkinson in it, so that'll be good. Maybe. <laughs> Is it a British film? Um, Looks like it. Ah, oh, yes. So I, th I think we're, we're done, right? Is that it? Is that, does we're anyone done. else have yeah, anything no, else to say? It. Any final thoughts on Earth Girls Are Easy? Do you know what? They are, man. And so is this. This was easy. This one was easy. Compared <laughs> to some of the things that we've watched. Yeah, compared to this. Silverado. Compared, compared to so many of the things that we... This was like <laughs> pouring a fine wine directly into my gullet. <laughs> this, this was me shotgunning a bag of wine 
like <laughs> pleasantly. Whereas some of these other ones have felt like you're just trying to like do a never-ending line of coke. Mm. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, follow us on social media. Uh, Forever, yeah, in at Forever in Bloom or Forever in Bloom at gmail.com and send us an email and uh, yeah hit subscribe share the show <laughs> yeah smash, smash, smash that, that <laughs> if you guys want to just smash that subscribe button for updates and when we release new content that would be great uh, so if you could share the show with people that uh, that you think would like it that would really help us um, helps us grow and review it if you can if you're on iTunes give it a little and a little review. also for any cinema nerds out there, I've created, I've now created a um, letterboxed uh, uh, playlist with all of the Jeff Goldblum films in order that we're reviewing them. So you can find oh, them yeah. on there and add them nice. to your lists as you watch them and as you listen. So, uh, hey, how do you find it? It is your it's from the letterbox app. It's awesome. forever in yeah. bloom. Let- letterboxed is great. It's a great, it's a great, great, it's great, good. great, if, you're great if you're into film, if you're into film, it's what you need. That's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>